Welcome to Rated X Podcast. My name is Dan Curtis Thompson. And I'm Courtney Gilmore. And this is a podcast where two real-life exes rate and review fictional characters. That's right. And if you don't follow us already on socials, we are at Rated X Pod on Instagram, also Twitter at Rated X Pod. And don't forget to check out our Patreon because we have a ton of bonus content over there. Patreon.com slash Rated X Pod. We got early access, extra episodes, a bonus um, this coming week for our season finale. We have the best couple playoffs and we are going to be putting the worst couple playoffs on Patreon for you. So make sure to head over there and support us. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind leaving us a little rate and review, that would be very helpful. Yeah, we're doing all the ratings. It'd be nice to hear you guys rate us too. Yeah. Now, uh... This uh, this podcast is brought to you today by Crematoriums on the Danforth. If you guys would like to cremate a body, uh, use our promo code RATEDX and you'll get 25% off on your first body that you cremate. <laughs> Weird that you made this partnership then and didn't tell me. So. Oh, did I not mention that? No. Yeah, we're, we're partnered up with a crematorium Oh, now. okay. Interesting. They're just really trying to get their name out there. They're, they're a new mm-hmm. up-and-coming crematorium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. For next uh, This time... is also where I think we should do ads if people will ever want to sponsor us. So, hey, if you're listening and you want something, want us to sponsor, and you want to give us some money, we'd love to to put you right beside Dan, uh, crematoriums on the Danforth. Can I tell you what I would prefer? is what? I would like to be sponsored by an emotional crematorium that lays your relationships to rest. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Does it mean like you bring your ex in and they just burn them alive in front of you? Yeah, no, no, no. It's or not, is it kind it... of like in Friends where they like yeah. you, they burn your yeah, uh, your like old trinkets from your relationships? Yeah, it's metaphorical. And you just kind of like, you they burn your relationship baggage for you. And they give you closure. That's pretty nice. Isn't it? An emotional crematorium. Let us know if you want us to start this business. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys want us to stop doing this podcast, if you guys are tired of this podcast and you want more emotional crematoriums in the world, don't tell us that. It'll make us sad. We'll help you. No, this is a healing thing. This is helpful to give you peace. Well, everything that you... Uh, are trying to uh, to heal from, we're going to help do it for you with a ceremony, with a burning of whatever pictures sage. and sage. Yeah, if you still have hard copy physical Polaroids of your... Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll burn those. <laughs> from and the 70s. We, yeah, we'll do this all for your healing and for $3,000. Exactly. Now, speaking of a relationship that should be laid to rest, let's get into... Yeah. Today this is this is our last uh, couple of our second season. Yeah, this and is our. We went out with a with a bang. Yeah, we we're, we're going with a out tied with up bang. A tied up bang. Listen, we, um, just up front, you know, we always have disclaimers on some of our content specific episodes. This one is going to be very sexual focused. So mm-hmm. heads up now that from here on out, we are going to be talking about BDSM. We're going to be talking about sex. And yeah. um, so everything. if you're not a horny person, don't even listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is NSFW, not suitable for work content. So don't come crying to me later. Um, so, okay. So today, listen, we. I'm listening. Listen. Listen, look, listen, look. I made 
Dan Curtis Thompson watch all three movies in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. In yeah, kind of I'm glad like- that you said that because it, I'm, I'm glad that the world knows this is your idea. And I also want the world to know. I know that you just kind of helped me out there, but I'm going to throw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. This is your third time watching through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I, and you know what? Why aren't you? The third one, because it's research, baby. It's homework. This time was... What are the other two times? I wanted to know how they portrayed um, everything, BDSM. And by the way, though, this, out of all the times that I watched it, um, this was the most, I think I finally got the most out of the analysis. Like, this this watch through of all three movies solidified everything I need to know about this franchise. Like, I... This was the worst, best and worst viewing of it. Like, I mm-hmm. finally, I got everything. Like, and when I went into this movie, the first time around that I watched it, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. And I didn't know, I know this is crazy that I didn't know this, but this movie came out a long, like, relatively a long time ago. And, I, and you know, it was a big sensation everyone was going to see it or was talking about it or was criticizing it really was Mm -hmm. it was like a thing and so i didn't realize though i thought that the whole hype was that you know it was it was misrepresenting bdsm and and or it had a lot of sex in it and that was what was sensationalizing it a lot which Mm -hmm. it was but i didn't realize that it was a bad movie i didn't realize it until i watched no until i watched it i wasn't expecting a bad movie like i thought it was just going to be like it's a controversial movie i didn't know it was going to be okay 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 i didn't know the script was going to be that bad i didn't know that like the the structure of of the plot and everything was going to be bad this these are bad movies these are really bad movies i can't speak to the books because i haven't read them so again we're not going to be talking about the books today we're talking about the movie specifically but i can't imagine the books are better no (laughs) the books from what i understand were originally uh twilight fan fictions or were supposed to be started out that way or something like that and they evolved from there so right so uh, i can't imagine (laughs) they'd be good so let's uh let's do our get into our our first level of criteria is the movie. Let's talk about okay. uh, briefly about but the movie. Before we do, I, okay. I wouldn't mind if you expanded a little bit more, unless you want to wait and do it later. Uh, I wouldn't mind hearing you expand a bit more on what you're saying about how it's a bad representation of BDSM. Okay, well, that was actually part of what I was considering the movie breakdown. Okay, cool. Yeah, so then, yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that more because I think maybe uh, some people watching would be like, what, how is it a bad... No, our listening might be a, how is it a bad mm-hmm. representation? So uh, if you don't mind expanding. Yeah. Well, okay. So first first things first, um, I'm not speaking as like a kink authority. I would say that um, when we're talking about kink and like the BDSM community, when you're someone who maybe like dabbles or, well, not dabbles, but like has specific interests that they explore that doesn't necessarily make you uh, like the spokesperson to talk about the community as a whole however i'm going to 
prove I'm going to provide resources below for sure. Like, listen, if we're going to provide resources for addiction, for self harm, for like relationship abuse, we need to provide resources for BDSM. For where people can have sex. Yeah, for BDSM. No, for where you can like figure out proper BDSM etiquette because this movie was not it. Oh, sure, and, yes. Um, and so if you should have proper resources, we will put links below. But um, someone... See, this is the thing with BDSM. I think I think it can be pretty hot, but the thing that uh, I struggle with it is that it has etiquette. I'm like, ah, I don't want to think about manners no, when but I'm it's, doing it's more like, sex. I know, well, <laughs> when yeah, I'm there's, doing sex. Yeah, but I mean, it, that's the thing is that you kind of have to... I don't want to be having sex and be like, can you pass the fork, please? <laughs> Salt and pepper. Um... <laughs> There is, though, it's, and mostly, uh, like, a, a large percentage of it is, like, consent etiquette and okay, that's gra- ground rules and, like, gra- sure. groundwork. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so that, that would be, like, safe words and stuff, right? And and well, aftercare and... Uh, safe words and aftercare are, are a small part of it, but also just kind of, like, it's, you know, it's to certain degrees of it there's like some kind of like role player involved or just like exploring parts of power and power exchange and you you Mm. can't just go walk into that without knowing what you're doing sure um that makes sense yeah and so That, that sounds like if you're if you don't know what you're doing it could lead to some psychological harm exactly and the kink community is a community like it's a scene and so there are kind of like understood well not you know unspokenly understood etiquette but like guidelines that you can actually look up and explore and and educate there is kink education and um that's good yeah i've i've been to uh oasis aqua lounge it's a sex mm -hmm. club here in toronto uh i've been there a few times and they actually have like workshops and stuff on that stuff yeah, and that they, you can go and do. Exactly. And they have cool. that at, um, you know, at the Toronto Sexpo. And also, if you're involved in, like, uh, the BDSM community, they have regularly scheduled events and things like that. And, that's crazy. Um, it's, well, no, it's not crazy. It's just that's cool crazy. It's yeah, cool that... it's a world. It's a world. And um, and so uh, for my, so what, what I will speak to is just kind of my observations. But I mean, I think if you're involved in it at all, you should know that this is not, this movie is not an accurate representation for a lot of reasons. But I would like to mention, um, there is a YouTuber named Evie Lupine, and she is like an, a kink educator, and she talks specifically about this movie, and she reviews it. I think she even did a live stream and that she has up on her channel of her reviewing it as someone who's been in the scene for years and years. So I would recommend you check her out if you want more of like a detailed point-by-point thing. But in the meantime, in the interim, what I will say is this. Immediately, right out of the gate, they imply that Christian Grey's inclination towards BDSM is a, a moral failing that comes from childhood trauma. That's one. Yeah, of the, that was the biggest issue I had. That's one of the bigger issues for me was watching him not be able to separate his interests in sex from his daily life and the way he treats people. And um, listen, I think that psychologically speaking, you can find a lot of research to support um, that a lot of our sexual interests do come from, you know, childhood stuff. Like there is stuff that comes from childhood trauma or just childhood experiences that help that are formative that help oh absolutely i agree with that but then but as you get older it becomes your responsibility to not uh, allow that trauma to like 
give other people trauma and to and to find the joy in the trauma that it uh that maybe inspired it but yeah this that was a huge problem for me is that this movie is not a bdsm movie it has like elements of bdsm in it but it's not about bdsm it's about trauma that a guy and a guy using that trauma incorrectly well that's that is what it is but it's presented as a bdsm movie very exactly and 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 that's why it's like damaging i I imagine to that community yeah this is a man who is actually trying to work through brokenness and is using sex as like and there are so many so he says he's a dom at first later in like the second or third movie he says so first they meet and she says are you a are you a sadist and he says no i'm a dominant and then later in the second movie he says i'm i'm not a dominant i'm actually what you call a sadist so he flip-flops on that yeah and you can that, be that both. Was, yeah there's a lot of inconsistencies with yeah the characters. So, and you can you can be both but the biggest thing too in addition to that, and they treat his dominance like I mean, let's we'll get more into this with the pros and cons because I kind of want to talk about the movie too, as mm-hmm. just like a structural movie. But, oh, okay. But the, so you want to talk about the clusterfuck? That yeah, it is. but so, but yeah, so we'll 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 come we'll put a pin in this and come back to this later. But the whole dom sub relationship is very inaccurate because what they try to say in the messaging is that a dominant person is like this powerful billionaire who can't separate the bedroom from anything else in his life and who thinks of it and admitted admits to um thinking of his sexual proclivities as flaw character flaws he says she says like i don't like when you do this and i don't like that you're getting off to this and he's like i'm working on it like as if it's a mental illness didn't like that and I didn't like, yeah, I don't their, like that. their views of submission, but we'll get to that. But let's talk about how, <laughs> as a movie, um, be- beautiful, a movie. beautiful landscape imagery, um, a lot of beautiful, lot lots, of beautiful shots, lots of great songs, <laughs> bomb soundtrack. Loved the yeah. soundtrack. I, my, one of my favorite things is it says like music by Danny Elfman, but I'm like, where's the actual music that's not just a soundtrack in this movie? What's like the theme? There is is there any themes? Is there like Anastasia's theme? Is there Christian's theme? Is there like this a movie, main theme? This movie could have been called either Fifty Shades of Grey or Rita Ora Live in Concert because that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of Rita yeah. Ora songs because she it was is, in the movie. Yeah uh coachella it was just like a a, a star-studded uh soundtrack of, of great songs though but yeah there was a real there was a lot of songs a lot a lot more songs than sex uh yeah it wasn't even snippets of songs it was like a full you heard like a full ellie it was Golding mostly song. the this this movie the all three movies are mostly just full songs and driving scenes <laughs> Yeah. And then every so often, uh, there's like Anastasia and Christian will be like, I've got an issue. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. And then they'll start taking off their clothes and be like, time to get kinky. And then they do missionary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like about how many sex scenes would you say are on average in a, in, in a regular movie that may be slightly more gratuitous in sex scenes than most? Oh, I don't know, like, like three? Yeah, like maybe like three or four. That feels, even still, that feels like a lot. And okay. I understand that they want to have a bunch of sex scenes in this because it is about sex. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. But this it's one was just... like 
I would say like six to eight, maybe. More, yeah, it, at least it's a lot, and I like it's a, it's a problem when someone who hasn't had sex in a long time, such as me, watches that movie and is like, "Enough with the sex." That's <laughs> that's a problem because it was so. And that's another thing about the movie. Um, in addition to the bad script, the even worse transition scenes, and the cl- the clunky dialogue, the fact that the that Christian Grey, at one point, literally says the title of the movie in a line. Oh he my says God. That well, he's, no, not, not literally. Full, almost. Almost the first half. He says that he's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. So fucked up. Fifty um, Shades of Fucked Up. That's so <laughs> lame. I. That's the thing. I honestly, I feel bad for the actors who a little bit because they had to say that. They had to be like, "I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up," and say that like sincerely Mm -hmm. and like they did their best but like who could possibly do that well i know i feel like this these actors sort of had the same problem that twilight had where the two main people i think you know we don't know that much i don't know that much more of dakota johnson's work and even less of jamie dorman who plays christian gray but they seem like decent actors who were working with a catastrophe yeah, I guess. I mean, it's really hard to say. They're not like uh, Oscar how good they are based award on... winning, but they yeah, weren't it's... like they weren't like Amazon Prime video like movies. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like they seem like uh, to me, they just didn't seem like awful actors. They just seemed like they were working with a lot. But yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I'd say give them a chance to try other things. But I also feel like uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for them to dig their way out of that hole the same way it was for like now. Like Robert Pattinson has. So but he had to do like a, Stewart, though. Yeah, and yeah. and Daniel Radcliffe yeah. has from Harry Potter like but they had to do like a lot of like indie things mm-hmm. to to like build up their like street cred essentially but uh if, yeah cuz even like when it was announced that Robert Pattinson was Batman they're like people were like what the twilight guy? Yeah. And then the trailer got dropped and and people were like well, yeah but he was really good in this movie and stuff so like Right. It it it's like a it's a process to dig yourself out of like a Fifty Shades hole. So yeah. best of luck to them. Yeah, best of but luck. But yeah, the, the movie was was is all over the place. This, the third one is honestly the most egregious for this. Oh yeah, that it definitely builds. But like, would you say though that like, um, one thing just to return to the sex scenes and like the amount of them and how we got bored of them? It was mostly for me because everything. It's the same fucking sex scene. It's formulaic and it's the same one and everything too is so glossy and pristine and sterile mm. like it's not hot sweaty sex it, there's no sweat there's not like in bdsm stuff point. yeah that's in bdsm true. stuff people are like spitting and sweating yeah. and writhing and stuff and this was so no they they made it hollywood and uh where they like will like go down on each other for like two seconds and mm-hmm. then just go to missionary <laughs> they always return to missionary it, they she, love it here's like if you haven't seen the movies um i'll just give you a, a, a little go do it they're a lot of fun <laughs> a little breakdown of the sex scenes is um he blindfolds her and mm-hmm. then goes down on her a little bit and then takes out that flogger thing. Um, and then, or not the flogger, the, the, well, is that the tickling one? 
whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then tickles her a bit. She is overstimulated very easily. You touch yeah, her and she's... He, yeah, he, he touches her and she's like... <gasps> <gasps> All is so quick. And then he, and then um, they do. he titillates her a little bit, her senses. So it's a very reliant on like sensory deprivation for like two mm -hmm. minutes. And then they just do it missionary. And they don't even... It took her two, three movies to um, get on top. And yeah, that's one true. and two movies to even introduce the nipple clamps, which they don't even use. He just shows her on her finger how to use it. <laughs> that's true. So there you go. That's... Those are the sex scenes. If you if you missed out and you wanted to know what you're missing, that's really it. And there's about seven or eight of those. Fifty that's Shades so Freed. Funny. Fifty Shades Freed. The third one probably had the most sex scenes. Did and it? the yes, and the first Maybe. one. The first one was married sex. It's just um, the movies can never decide what they want to be. No, it was a lot you know, of they, like... Uh, it, it, they don't know if they want to be a thriller. They don't know if they want to be a mystery. They don't know if they want to be a romance. They don't mm -hmm. know what they want to be. They don't know if they want to be like a survival mm -hmm. after a helicopter crash movie. <laughs> like it there's was, so many... There's so many things to just like come out of left field. And like yeah. when we were watching the third movie, Courtney has seen it before and she told me when the main plot point came in mm -hmm. and it was an hour and five minutes into the movie. That's, yep. that is disgusting. Yep. So many, there was like a hundred movies in one and so many things were happening and within like half an hour, it turns from like kind of romance to a CSI type. You you were saying is a CSI. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Suddenly we're watching CSI. I was waiting for like Anastasia to take off her, her <laughs> sunglasses and say a pun into the camera. <laughs> Yeah, it turns into so many different like thriller type movies that it doesn't know what it wants to be, and then and it doesn't need to be. No, not at all. But then it, the thing I, is, the the bugged me is that every so often they would have a plot point that I was like, oh, this could be interesting, mm -hmm. but they would just they would do nothing with it. Like, no. uh, of course, we're gonna be spoiling these, so if you don't mind having spoilers for the Fifty Shades trilogy, here we go. Uh, in the second movie, you know, he, uh, he gets into a helicopter crash and then, uh, that, that happens out, out of left field. And then the next scene is them being like, oh no, I hope he's going to be okay. Then the news is like, there's been a crash. We don't know what's happening. Like search rescues, uh, rescue teams are out looking for them. And then in that scene, Christian just walks through the door by himself, totally fine, barely dirty. And he's like, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's okay. It's good. And then we move on from that. I'm like, that could have been an interesting uh, plot point. You know, like now uh, Anastasia, who is uh, who is like in love with this guy uh, who's uh, now has to build uh, relationships with her uh, with his family members in this uh, sense of support. Uh, now we can maybe see him uh, and his uh, uh him wanting to come back and like what's driving him to get back is it anastasia is it uh and that there's a bunch of stuff there that could lead them to what eventually happens which is them being like hey we should spend the rest of our lives together because you never know what could happen mm -hmm. but like it, they didn't like give us any journey for that they're just like they're just like this plot hat they, they literally just like plot point happens and plot another plot point happens and which is why this happens and we're like okay the plot just happens to the characters rather than the characters having an active choice in the plot and that drives me nuts and then the other uh thing is the the jack character her, uh anastasia's old boss who like uh, sexually assaults her in the office and then um 
he like goes to jail and then he like gets bail and then he like tr- just becomes evil for the sake of evil like that is his character he's mm-hmm. just like this evil man he like blackmails her into gi- giving him like a lot of money and stuff and like it becomes this whole like kind of spy shit and like honestly it could have been maybe cool if they had planted the seeds for that in the first five to ten minutes of the movie and they <laughs> built to it instead of just being like and now this is happening isn't that crazy but don't worry because we're gonna have sex throughout it uh they're gonna be getting chased by some bad guys and then she's gonna be uh somehow a stunt driver in the city in a cool car and then she's gonna park and they're gonna have sex even though they're being chased by dangerous people like it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy and it none of it makes sense but they had opportunities to make it slightly better yeah but they didn't take them and it was just no because that i don't think it was never about the plot it was never about doing anything interesting it was about doing a sex movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's an all over the place movie. One redeeming, uh, for the sake of aesthetic, is everyone is hot. Everyone, um, not not one person is not hot. Yeah, even Anastasia at the beginning, she's like, "Why would you be attracted to me?" I'm like, "You're hot. What are you talking about?" Well, let's let's save that for the let's. Well, okay, is there anything else you have for the movie? Uh, no, we we talked about the movie for about half an hour now. We should okay. get on to the pros <laughs> okay. and cons. Okay. The pros are going to be very short, short, in my opinion. All right. Let's get to the pros. Do you have pros? No. (laughs) Okay. I got two, and they're actually cons, though. Um, Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) The pros that... They were the only pros that I could think of, but they actually, in the end, turn out to not be great. Okay. Um, What do you got? Okay. So... They, they make half-assed attempts at communication. So there's this running theme through all the movies where uh, there's... Okay, in, in these movies, there's a lot of telling us rather than showing us. Mm-hmm. And so one of their attempts at trying to convince us that this is actually a healthy relationship is Christian will, like, fuck up or they'll have some sort of lost-in-translation mishap or miscommunication blunder and to fix it, Anastasia will say, well, you know, we're supposed to talk this out. You tell me something and then we apologize and we get over it. This is how this works. That's a right. common th- phrase that they use is this is how this works. I think they say it in all three movies. Right. Um, so it's like an attempt at being like, see, they do know how a relationship works because they said so. They said right. this, this is how this works. And it's the way they say it, the way Anna says it, is so like acting as if this is like a groundbreaking thing truth that she's showing him <laughs> yeah and he acts like that too and he's like oh yeah. so this is how this works huh okay oh i have so, to run things by you oh okay. yeah but of course that ends up being a con because we know that that's not the relationship that they have um, yeah. if you continually have to remind each other how a relationship works it's probably not the best one for you no, um, of course not. And then also the the other thing, which I think is ends up being a con in the end is, so we, we mentioned as we were watching that we don't think that they have, whether it's as actors or the way they were portraying the characters, they don't have a lot of obvious chemistry at all. 
but right. for two people who have sex a lot but yeah. they do clearly want each other a lot like it's clearly they do want okay to yeah have i'll sex. give them that yeah that they they are the actors themselves i don't know if they had the best chemistry but mm-hmm. i think as you told me like they were like drunk on set a lot together because they had a bad time filming and stuff like yeah dakota johnson said that for most of the sex scenes they would do shots before them that's so funny <laughs> to get through so um yeah so i think that even if they didn't have visible chemistry to us the characters in the story wanted to be with each other a lot mm-hmm. which yeah so christian and anastasia do yeah. have that uh undying attraction and they that do. is wonderful it's nice however i think they use it to cover up very blatantly obvious terrible problems <laughs> but you know what that's a real thing i've been in yeah. a relationship where, with someone who's very attractive and i was mm-hmm. like uh yeah i guess they're kind of mean mm-hmm. sometimes and they're kind of manipulative but ah they're hot mm-hmm. i guess it's fine <laughs> you know like yeah. that, that is a real thing and i know that happens to a lot of other people they're like i can't let go of this person they're too hot mm-hmm. well they're both they're both really hot though um, true okay or two. like the sex is so good or whatever you yeah know, like yeah the, like, that yes, can be sure. a real you, you, uh, band-aid over other mm-hmm. issues in relationships. That is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, that you just let that, you just let things go. You let, because you're yeah, thinking, you let things slide because you're like, ah, oh, but they make me come. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that that's actually more of a, a con, I think, especially in this, yeah. in this dynamic. Yeah. So let's get to the cons yeah because i really don't have any other cons other than like kind of piggybacking on I mean, any uh, pros other than mm-hmm. kind of piggybacking on some of the ones you said it's kind of but i also yeah they're your pros or cons mm-hmm. if if you guys have uh if any listeners out here who are you know staunch 50 grade shade uh 50 grades oh my god 50 grays fans uh who disagrees please uh leave us a comment let us know what you think we'd love to i i, I mean I, i'd love to be proven wrong I, I, would, I would love it if there are some healthy things about relationships in here that i didn't notice but i don't think there are no there, there's not i'm i'm listen we are open-minded people when it comes to these relationships we always tell you guys to give us feedback this is no 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 just no this is a bad couple. Just Court, no. Courtney Gilmore, we are open-minded people, but, but no. No. We're, no. I'm o- on one hand, I'm open ha- open-minded. On the other hand, uh, uh, no. no. And then on the third <laughs> hand, I don't have hands. So listen. <laughs> I. On the third hand, that's a normal thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, what? You guys don't have three? I thought you guys have three. Um, there, this um, is a forced... Well, yeah, let's talk, let's talk... Oh, sorry, you were going to say? No, this is a, a forced mismatch. This is a mismatch that right from the get-go are trying to change each other. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my first thing I said, too, is that uh, he wants someone who's into that stuff, and that's not her. And mm-hmm. this is the second time he's found someone who's not into that stuff and tries to make them into it. So yes. this, this shows that he has a... a, a a pattern in doing that uh so he it's it's okay to have you know kinks that other people aren't into that's fine but if it's like a big one like that it's probably not going to be your most ideal relationship if you if you can uh if you can like oh honestly have a good conversation with your partner saying like this is something that i'm really into uh and something i would like to continue exploring and i'd love to do that with you i'd love to introduce you to the world 
that's I think that's wonderful. I think that's great. And I think that if the your partner is open to that, then great. Yeah, uh, go in slowly, unlike they did. Uh, you know, and you know, test the waters and check in constantly, being like, hey, is this okay? Do you like? Is this okay? You know. And then maybe you can have a very satisfactory uh, sex, a kinky sex life that maybe your partner didn't realize that they wanted to and wonderful. I don't think it's bad necessarily if you have a kink and you uh, date someone who maybe doesn't have the same kink uh, if they're willing to give it a shot and you're not and you're willing to not force it down their throats. But he doesn't do that. He expects her to like go in, go all in. And she is not, she's not, she's not in that world. But here's, and here's the huge problem with that though. Oh, and she wants him to not be in the world. Yes. But here's the huge problem with that. First of all, there are so many mixed signals about this, but right out, right out of the gate though, if so, yeah. So he admits that he has had a history of being with girls who kind of get into it through him, but then want more. Because he's very at the beginning, he's very much like, I don't do girlfriends, I don't do romance, I don't mm-hmm. sleep in the same bed, I don't do labels. So he has strict rules. But this, if you have a pattern of dating girls who are not into kink, you can't be. He. Th- this is the the BDSM problem. They're presenting him as a master. Dom, he's got a mm-hmm. beautiful, immaculate room with beautiful, expensive equipment that in the real BDSM world, that person is well connected to the scene. They don't go looking yeah. for amateurs. And so it tells me that he is an amateur and isn't really serious about his kinks because he's yeah, not... Yeah, he just has a lot of money, so it lo- makes yeah. it look that way. Yeah, so he's like posing or whatever. And so that's really dangerous. He's a fucking poser. He's a poser. He's a dumb Oh my poser. God, Christian Grey is such a BDSM poser. He is. He's not. He must not be because if he were, and this is how, this would be a healthy messaging for the movie, is someone would be well connected to the scene who has this level of equipment and this level of knowledge about what it is. But he proves time and time again that he doesn't, that he's just kind of like falling into relationships with perceived submissives but he doesn't actually um practice well because he's just going yeah he keeps on bringing in people who are new to it i bet i bet i bet the reason is because he brought in someone who is experienced to it one time and he's like takes out a whip he's like yeah put this down your throat and they're like what he's like what what well and he no that's what you yeah that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) yeah right and this is so embarrassing i gotta get more amateurs yeah and, uh, and so right out of the gate, and but the thing is though, so we know right away that okay, he's a he's like a billionaire playboy. So that mm-hmm. that alone makes that conflates the messaging. That makes it seem like, listen, this is not like an impossible thing to happen. But a lot of dominant types are not necessarily domineering in life. They can be, sure. they can be for sure. But they kind of sent out this message to like, well, obviously he's a dumb, he's a billionaire and he's very aggressive. We get, we see right yeah. from the get go. That's why Bill Gates has the exact same room. He orders, he orders people around in his life. He's a big boss man. So obviously he must be like that in the bedroom. And like you, you obviously can be, but they play around with this power dynamic and kind of make us assume that like, obviously he's dominant and obviously Anastasia is submissive because she's virginal 
and sub and demure and modest and she has so much insecurities and like you said their first meet cue is her being like uh, you look at look at me i'm you know like just yeah, so i'm disgusting yeah i'm disgusting the like, yeah the power dynamics are real gross in this also the fact that she's a virgin that was weird grosses me that out. was weird it grosses me she they they did not need to do that just make her a normal woman there's, who's had sex there's before. no re no reason virgins sex with virgins is is gross no, i'm gonna no, say it no, no reason virgins <laughs> is confusing to me don't be if you have reasons fine but if you're like 22 to 24 years old att conventionally attractive the way she is and you're just a virgin for no reason other than to propel this narrative forward that she's a submissive absolutely yeah. not and that she's pure she's pure and, and then what was the part that i filmed i took a clip of you we're, we'll post it on the on the instagram but there was a part oh. that i wanted you to see where they're talking it. about his her experience with sex and she's like well i don't have any experience and he's like yeah but you've done other stuff right like you've done stuff with guys right and she's like no i i haven't done anything and he's like you're a virgin she's like yeah and he goes where have you been <laughs> where have you been <laughs> that that goes to show that he's been looking for a virgin where have you he He's been says, on V date swiping right on everyone. But here's the thing too. And you mentioned this because you're talking all throughout the movies that she's very inconsistent as a character. She is into the stuff that he's into, but he he goes too hard too fast and yeah. doesn't doesn't explain anything to her ever about until way later no. about BDSM he doesn't under, he doesn't explain the power exchange of like how it can be a turn on for um how submissives actually have more power than you think because like he might be dominating you but you kind of have the power to um you're you're letting him do things. You're giving him that power. It's not because he his, right, he just exactly. inherently earned it. You were exchanging power. Um, yeah, and that's and that's another uh, issue I have. This is more of a movie issue, but uh, the character of Anastasia is so inconsistent. Like sometimes she's bratty, and I like yeah. that aspect of her. I think that's a fun, that's fun. Uh, sandbox for the writers to play in. But then they don't make her bratty all the time. It, yeah. like, it, sometimes she's demure. Sometimes she's bratty. Sometimes she's, uh, uh, you know, inexperienced. Sometimes she's the boss boss girl. Sometimes, like, it, it's... Uh, and I'm not saying that, like, people can't have layers to their personality, mm -hmm. but it uh, when they change her personality it's like they're they're writing different characters yeah i i would say by the third movie she's full brat the way she should have been all along and there's yes. a misconception about brats within dom sub relationships and brats are um i think a lot of people think that brats are like uh demanding better than barbies and they're not <laughs> look we'll, we will die on this hill um barbie is classic <laughs> um but that brats are like little little divas who are just like who push back for no reason um but no the brat the bratty energy can be really fun and playful and an amazing way to enter into like a dom sub dynamic but he at the beginning anytime she is fun or playful the very few times he sh shuts her down and stonewalls yeah, like, it you will not be doing you will, that no you yeah. have to be serious Anna, this is not, don't do this. Don't roll your eyes at me. Don't. Yeah, which is another con against them because clearly that is who she is 
and, and that's, uh, he squ- he squashes that part of her personality until I guess he does which is not a dumb thing to do that would enhance what he wants what she's doing by naturally should be a dream come true for him because it's enhancing that playful dynamic that you want as the dom you want to be able to go back and forth like that have that playful banter be the one mm-hmm. be the one be like oh are you misbehaving and then it's fun yeah. you know you obviously can have varying degrees but he from the beginning was all also asking which is dangerous for pretty much a total power exchange which is around the clock in life not just yeah yeah. outside the he's taking this virginal woman who has no experience whatsoever in sex let alone in kink and pretty much asking her to like adhere to this dom sub dynamic around the clock life away Sign her life away, control whether whether she what she eats and whether she drinks or not, and all this stuff. Very controlling, and to me, that just was more indicative of a person who has actual control issues within a relationship, not someone who's into kink primarily. Exactly, and and this is something that could have been rectified in that movie mm-hmm. if they actually leaned into the fact that that is not what BDSM is, but that's what Christian Grey is, and he's the the problem, not yeah. BDSM, and that you can have. Some people do go to that extreme and have like a total power exchange, but not in the beginning, not the way they were doing it. They were even having so many blurred lines in between the time when she was, he presents her with an NDA contract mm-hmm. and to be like here yeah. are the terms that we're going to outline and before she kind of refuses to sign it because she doesn't want to do it at first and she's like no maybe I can kind of you know cutesy flirt my way into an actual relationship and get him to forget about that so in this in-between time where they're just sort of sleeping together and having sex um he's still exerting the control of the nda without having her sign it that's not profesh that's not that's not professional that's not how you do it um And uh, that's pretty yeah. fucked up. Also, like, uh, it, it never really gets better, too. I mean, no. like, uh, in the by the th- time that the third movie comes around, they're married now. And uh, first of all, this is a weird message they send, but their sex becomes a lot more, like, nor- quote-unquote <laughs> normal. So, like, even though, like, literally, as we said, every time they did any BDSM, it always just turned into missionary or doggy style. Mm-hmm. Like, it was never honestly that crazy. No. Which is another piece of evidence why it's not BDSM. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, in the third movie, they just kind of have like normal, regular sex, uh, kind of more vanilla sex. And I think that's their way of being like, now that they're married, it's, it has to be pure because, uh, they, they can't really do that stuff anymore because now they have, have a holy matrimony, do you uh, think which is that a that's... kind of, a we- I don't know. That was kind of the mess. That was kind of the vibe I got. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it kind yeah. of felt like it. Uh, as well as they're, he's still very controlling, even in their married life. I mean, like they're on the beach together, and she takes her top off, and he's like, "No, don't you don't do that." And she's like, "Why not?" A lot of other people are doing it, and he's like, "No, I, I don't want them seeing you." I'm like, "Dude, fucking get over it. They're just fucking tits." Hey, he's, hey, Christian, free the nipple. He's extremely controlling and domineering, and we're supposed to just accept it because he's a dom. And then um, let us not forget that his history with abuse, we mentioned the childhood trauma, but he, this was a big red flag to me, was that they said that he got into this through an older woman who 
abused him um, yeah, when, when he, he was, was like a, a minor, thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and was and he was and he was like, yeah, I was her submissive, and I was like, you were her victim. You weren't yeah, her submissive. Yeah, exactly. That's a very different thing. Yeah. And then you know, uh, she and Anastasia get into a fight, and they that kind of relationship goes away but then in the third movie he just like goes and hangs out with her and he's like she's a friend i'm like ah dude come on it's not like your ex or anything this is your abuser it's an abuse situation and they were really um they were really um they just danced around it like it was nothing they were lighthearted about it they didn't uh, and that's a you know unfortunately that is a real scenario where people um are kind and compassionate and friendly towards their abusers because they don't know any different and they mm, didn't yeah, they didn't treat it with this with the kind of sincerity that it deserved instead that's anastasia the was the one who kept being like she abused you and he's like nah nah it's fine though yeah but yeah it's uh, this is it's just this is the kind of movie or the kind of story that deals with so many issues that need uh an intelligent and nuanced form of writing and mm-hmm. this is the absolute opposite of absolute that. opposite so heavy-handed i would which love is, which makes uh which makes the conversation around these topics including abuse and bdsm and mm-hmm. uh power dynamics and everything a little bit foggier for the general public because the general public honestly there's a lot of people out there that may have seen this movie and that that would be their only experience yeah. or understanding of what bdsm is exactly that that's the that's the glaring problem with this is this was such a mainstream hollywood platform for them to tackle this topic and they did it so clumsily and so so in such a damaging way that now people are taking away stereotypes that they already had and misconceptions that they already had times a thousand yeah now now people might like uh have someone be like hey do you want to get want to like try like getting tied up or something like oh wow you must have childhood trauma yeah and i would have like yeah of course but that's (laughs) everyone does (laughs) i would have loved to have seen an uh, an emotional evolution of christian healing from those things if they were going to incorporate that at all maybe healing from those things he never heals and separate he never heals he it's never separate his bedroom life and it's always considered like a a failing a moral failing because of as a byproduct of his childhood and rather than a a natural sexual interest that's completely healthy Mm -hmm. um and i would have loved to see they never as a as a couple they never improve their communication skills even when they they realize later in the movie that she actually the more he kind of gives in to just the relationship aspect and, and admits that, you know, he's in love with her and stuff. Um, she actually does become more receptive to, like, kinky things and, like, spank- <laughs> like you know, spanking and, like, light whipping and um, blindfold and sensory deprivation and being punished. She's actually very into it, but, like, in yeah. the natural, normal escalation of it. Yes, exactly. And uh, that's something that the movie egregiously misses. Absolutely. And um, uh, and yeah, we just never see any growth. Um, we're just constantly seeing a short fuse with Christian. Um, absolutely awful response to her being pregnant uh, in the third oh, movie. Yeah. Just... Oh, my God. We haven't even touched on that. <laughs> absolutely we're like, we're like almost running out of time. But we yeah, like we got to talk about the the way that he reacted to that. Uh, Cause wow, what a what a way to not just the worst. do that. 
just the worst. So basically what he did was uh, she accidentally gets pregnant because I guess I never see them put on a condom. So mm-hmm. what were they thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they uh, she, actually gets pre- she accidentally gets pregnant. He's a billionaire and they're married. They'll be fine. But, but wait his... a minute, wait a minute. Before though, before though, remember they had okay. a conversation over dinner where they were just married and what did she ask him over dinner one night? She asked him earlier uh, in the movie, after they were married, she said, so like, uh, do you think you maybe want to have kids someday? Oh, right. And he said that like he doesn't want anything to take her away from him? Yeah. And this is a conversation they're having after they get married. Oh, yeah. After they get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big big mistake, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are conversations you have before you're mm-hmm. married. Yeah. Do you want to have kids? Uh, what, the basics. Uh, what, yeah, basics, you know, like stuff about finances and like where your responsibilities lie or your priorities, like just general things that will allow you to enjoy the rest of your life together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but like and maybe finances isn't really one they they need to discuss because, again, he's a billionaire. But yes, like, they do, because she because he inserts money into her bank account out of nowhere without asking and, and constantly showers her with with unsolicited Oh, right from the big member, she he sends her a laptop and a, an IT guy to set it up. He uh, gives her mm. a new car when she didn't ask for it. Like these are gifts, obviously, but it's his way of injecting himself into her life unprompted. And right. uh, he does this when they're not even officially together. And then later in the other movies, he's like controlling her bank account and like putting taking funds in and everything. Like they should be. Uh, discussing things like that he exerts a lot of control in areas that she did not give consent to that's true that's a good point yeah okay so then yeah that's Mm -hmm. something they needed to discuss too but like definitely the kids thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely that's something that every single couple should discuss before they think about getting serious yeah Uh, i think that's even something you should discuss before you're like you want to move in absolutely absolutely you know yeah. Before, before you get into a relationship that like is like, oh, this is really going somewhere and could potentially lead to marriage, you should be like, hey, so like, what are your thoughts on kids? The kids because thing? it would, it, yeah, it would really suck if you're like head over and heels in love with someone, thinking, oh man, I can't wait to see what our kids will look like, and then they're like, oh no, that's never gonna happen for me. I want to know right away. I want to know right of away. Of course, honestly, to me, it's like first date. Questions. It's like first date questions. <laughs> I need yeah. to know. I need to know. Yeah. But anyway, don't he... waste my fucking time. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> what were you saying, though, about um, his reaction to the, the pregnancy? I don't know. That this movie's bad. Uh, <laughs> no, he freaks what was out. I saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, when uh, he just, he like fully has a tantrum mm-hmm. when he learns that she accidentally got pregnant, blames her. Uh, and like, dude, you're, you're 50% of that for sure. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't know, fucking talk about options then i don't know yeah talk about options but also respectfully and also know that she has expressed interest in having kids so you might want to just tackle it from that perspective yeah exactly yeah there's yeah so that the way that they fight is very toxic there's so the way that they do anything is very yeah it's very toxic there's such a mismatch and pretty much the only thing they really have in common is their passion for sex which that you know which guess what a lot of people have you'll be you'll find happier people to be with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. okay um uh, we're running out of time do you have other notes you want to hit or before we rate well i'll add them into my rating okay you want to go first no <laughs> no no 
All right. Uh, I guess I will. So today we're going to be rating this couple out of uh, what lashes? <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. I guess uh, lashes sounds so severe. Uh, it does. So um, <laughs> sounds like rating Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Heck, uh, cuffs, um, whips. Uh, How about we rate it out of uh, ten po- out of ten toxic personality traits? <laughs> I mean, we could do that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that really foreshadows how we're going to rate it. But yeah, let's rate it out of toxic personality traits. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, because the lower the score probably sounds like they have a better score. So let's do yeah. whips. Okay, whips. It's out of whips. Um, Okay, uh, this is not going to go well for them on mm-hmm. on my part. Uh, the lowest score we've ever rated a couple was in season one's uh, Mark and Juliet, where we gave them an astonishing zero because they barely even knew e- they knew each other in passing, and it wasn't love, and it was just all a mess. I'm not going to give them a zero because they know each other. And they do have, like, sexual chemistry. So they do have an up on that couple, to me. They do have a relationship that's lasted, be it toxic or not, it's still lasted, and they uh, do enjoy having sex with each other rather than just not knowing each other and then cheating on your best friend for, like, a weird kiss Mm -hmm. after a romantic gesture. So... I'm not going to rate them well because they, from the beginning, they had both were trying to change the other person instead of accepting the person for who they are. Uh, Christian blames all of uh, his toxic behaviors toward her on his past traumas, which honestly, uh, there's a difference between reasons and excuses. The, those very well may be the reasons that he's shitty, but they're not excuses. And uh, while we as humans can't choose the trauma that we're given as children it just happens to us we can't choose that it is our responsibility as adults to uh to be better to to come to terms with that trauma and heal from that trauma and learn from that trauma Mm -hmm. uh clearly he has not done that he's uh he lashes out uh no pun intended uh and he he makes her feel genuinely unsafe at times. Uh, and she is shaming him for the trauma instead of, you know, suggesting that he try to get better with help rather than just him saying, I'm working on it. Like, how are you working on it? How, what, what are things that we can do as a team uh, that will help you uh, get over your past trauma and understand that, your trauma is, uh, while that can one t- eventually lead to a fun kind of uh, sexual kink, uh, if it's still rooted in the trauma in a sinister way, yeah, that's not healthy. And they they don't really help each other ever in the movies other than, you know, general plot points where he comes to, like, rescue her after being after like shooting a dude at the end and uh but 
yeah, they, they never really help each other be better. They just barely accept each other and have kind of toxic fights. She gives him the silent treatment a lot. Uh, he lashes out at her. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. I'm going to give them a score I've never given before. I'm going to give them 0. 0.25. <laughs> okay. 0. 0.25 Tough but whips. fair. Okay, 0. 0.25 whips. Um, like and there's... that's only because they know each other. Okay. And and have uh, and enjoy each other's bodies. Okay. Um, there's so much to this trilogy that we didn't. We honest, honestly didn't even cover all of it. No, like there's just we barely every the surface. every minute is just insane and just yeah. awful and toxic. Um, you know, there's there's so much that goes on in this couple. They do not communicate well right out of the gate. As we said, they're trying to change each other. The it, it's the conflating trauma with kink for me that doesn't sit well and how interconnected it is and how problematic and deep-seated that conflation is like to the point where it's like just being presented as a as a fault as a flaw and then um you know her shaming him for it because obviously that she doesn't know what else to do because it, his behavior is so unhealthy and mm -hmm. him just being like yeah i know but like you know i'll do anything for you there are too many blurred lines at the beginning that require consent that did not get consent um with the way they they talked they interact with each other He's controlling, he's domineering, not in a hard way. He inserts himself into her life in ways that are unsolicited, um, tracking her down when they broke up to beg for her oh, to come back. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, begging her to come back, following her to a family thing in a different city. He, like, flew there to sh and showed up unannounced. Yeah, buying her photos at that art gallery. Buying her photos. There's just, there's too many bad things about this couple and i think that she was not never given a proper introduction to this kink and this movie does not do any justice to mm -hmm. the bdsm community whatsoever yeah, and it, all, it subsequently gives everyone else who may not have known about this kink mm -hmm. a bad introduction to the kink. really bad and uh and and to boot in addition to that even the the emotional journey he goes on with his own personal self-discovery and his own personal hurt does not get healed at the end. Instead, they turn it into uh, CSI or born identity. They turn it into some weird yeah. thriller where he doesn't actually even heal emotionally, really. Um, I guess we're supposed to think that him getting married and having kids um, helped a little bit, but ultimately there's no really reconciliation of his emotions towards his abuser. Um, no, that it, it, nothing wraps up. Nothing is satisfying. Um, so look, Juliet and Mark is a tough act to follow because of how badly we scored them. But I'm gonna say this: them, Christian and Anna, knowing each other in this scenario does jack shit for me. I don't think that that's better. I think that there are some scenarios where. Where knowing each other actually made it worse. Because at least with Juliet and Mark, yeah, that was toxic as hell. But it was so short-lived and mostly in the imagination of a guy who just kind of projected his um, fantasy onto a girl. Who, in the end, didn't even really 
accept his advances because I don't think they're even together at the end. He does the whole sign thing and then she's still with the other guy. So that right. doesn't even turn into a relationship. And I under, I think in other scenarios, I would have said, well, at least these two know each other and made it work long with longevity. To me, that just makes it worse because they shouldn't have even gotten past hello. They shouldn't have even, even gotten past that meeting in the in the office in the beginning. That This should never have took off, ever. So I feel like the longer it went and the more they used sex to cover up their toxicity, the worse it gets for me. So for that reason, I'm giving them a big fat zero. Wow. Zero. They're not getting any whips from me. So that okay. leaves us at 0.25. Out of 10. <laughs> out of 10. And uh, They did their best. They did their good. best. Did we both give zeros to Juliet and Mark? I think we did, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, so this couple Well, actually... yeah, that would make sense if they got zero. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't remember if we both had given them zero. Um, but, uh, okay. So then that means that we, we are rounding out this season um, with, a, with an upcoming season finale playoffs episode. And uh, it's going to be... Christian and Anna versus Edward and Bella. The two on Patreon. The, on Patreon, the two Twilight-inspired uh, couples going head to head. So make sure you join our Patreon for that. And then next two dollars a month, guys. It's yeah. so it's so cheap. It's so cheap, and it really really helps us, especially mm-hmm. in these uh, dest- desolate times. Yeah. That two dollars to that two dollars for you is a uh, maybe a cup of coffee for us. It's our whole world. Keeps us awake during the episode. Yeah. And, um, and, and I need it when Courtney's talking. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so our next episode is going to be our season finale, and then we're going to be giving you our top best couples playoffs, which I believe are yeah. Monica and Chandler versus... And Leslie and Leslie ben. and Ben. That one's going to be head-to-head. That's going to be a real showdown, yeah. so make sure That is you... going to be a real showdown. That's yeah, going to be fun. It's going to be fun, so make sure to tune into that. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me on social media at Courtney Gilmore, at Courtney J. Gilmore on Instagram, and at Courtney... Ugh, UGH on Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DCT Comedy. I use one handle because I'm not as confusing as Courtney. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I tried to get the uh, other one that was taken. I know. You tried so hard. And you so probably funny. took it. <laughs> I took it. It's mine now. <laughs> All right, guys. Until we get to our finale, you stay frosty out there. <laughs>